This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Health Check. In this fortnightly podcast series on Wednesdays, The Straits Times guides you to healthier living and demystifies health issues with the experts. I'm Joyce Teo, and my special guest today is Dr. Lo Tingting, a consultant at the Department of Cardiology at the National University Heart Centre, Singapore. Dr. Lo, who is also the program director of his Women's Heart Health program, is here to tell us why women need to watch out for heart disease. Hi, Dr. Lo. Hello. Hi, so Dr. Lo. Heart disease, right? Many people think that it's a men's disease, and then when it comes to women, we think that breast cancer is the number one killer of women. But that's not the case, right? Oh yes, that is a misconception, really. Many people understand heart disease or heart attacks as a widowmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, so it kills men and lifts the women without their partner. But really, right. cardiovascular disease is the top killer of women. In fact, it claims the lives of one in three women. And scaringly, nine out of ten women in Singapore are unaware. And in fact, many people take a bikini medicine approach to women's health. So the mm-hmm. concern is really around the organs that represent femininity, so the breasts, the reproductive organs. But the women's health does not really simply revolve around her lady parts. The right. breast, for some reason, is always taking attention away from the heart. <laughs> So, you know, in just 2017 alone, in mm-hmm. Singapore, cardiovascular disease accounted for 2,700 women deaths, which is actually eight times more than breast cancer deaths. Unfortunately, this risk is really very much underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because breast cancer affects the body image, mm-hmm. sexuality and self-esteem in a way that the diagnosis of heart disease does not. So women really need to take safeguards against cardiovascular disease, which is eminently preventable. Dr. Lou, you can tell us more about cardiovascular disease, you know, and then also what exactly is heart disease? Yeah, so cardiovascular disease is a common group term that we use medically to refer to all forms of heart disease and stroke. The reason stroke is included with the rest of the heart disease is because it is really a circulatory problem. Mm-hmm. So the vasculature of the body, if it's affected or diseased, it affects the heart and the brain, usually in the same common disease process. All right. How about heart disease? Heart disease includes disease of the coronary arteries, for example, which is mm-hmm. the plumbing system of the heart. But it also includes disease that affect the heart muscle. The other parts of the heart, like the valve, uh, electrical system of the heart, and there is really a lot of interplay between heart disease and all the other cardiovascular risk factors like diabetes, hypertension, high lipids. They all come together as a spectrum of conditions that can affect both the heart and the brain together. Right, interesting. You were saying that 9 out of 10 women are unaware, right? So, you know, what are the signs of heart disease that they don't know of, actually? Yeah, I think the most commonly understood symptom of heart disease is what we call angina. Mm -hmm. And that is actually the medical term for chest pain that is arising from the heart muscle when it is starved of blood flow and oxygen. And that's usually due to narrowing or blockage of the coronary arteries. And these coronary arteries are the blood vessels that supply the heart, so the plumbing system of the heart. And heart disease can actually present with angina, chest pain, which is often brought on by exertion, and classically, it is relieved by rest, brought on by effort. Very occasionally, when angina is severe, it can also occur at rest. But this pain will be reproduced again when provoked with exertion, sometimes even with emotional stress. And chest pain that is not related to effort is less likely to be angina. 
Right. Is this something that women may mistake it for like some other pain? Is it? Yeah. So the tricky thing with women, women are complicated beings. <laughs> the tricky thing with women is that when it comes to heart disease or angina, we may tend to have more subtler presentation of heart disease or more atypical symptoms. So this can result in either a misdiagnosis or them going late to a healthcare provider. So when it comes to heart disease, while chest pain is the most common symptom that's experienced by both men and women, women are more likely to experience atypical manifestations. For example, a neck ache or mm-hmm. jaw ache. Sometimes just pain between the shoulders, breathlessness, lightheadedness, even just nausea, indigestion or unusual fatigue. And a woman often tells herself that maybe I just need more rest. Right. And the thing is, when they rest, the pain or the discomfort that comes with heart disease does go away. Mm-hmm. So they end up restricting their symptoms, not seeking attention early, and they get this false reassurance that they actually feel better with not doing too much. And right. uh, that's actually uh, is a mistake, you know, because when we seek consult early, we can implement treatment to prevent the scary thing from happening, which is like a heart attack. Right, right. So it's quite difficult to tell that it's heart disease. I mean, if the signs go off, right? You tend to think that you're okay. So, you know, what is it that we should actually watch out for? Yeah, so I think the most important thing at the beginning is to first be aware. And uh, this is exactly why we're doing an educational podcast right now. Because Mm -hmm. when we empower women with knowledge that this is something that you should look out for, then you don't dismiss symptoms like that so easily. Generally, if the symptoms continue to progress, say the chest discomfort comes on more easily with minimal effort, that is really a red flag. The other thing is to know that you are at an increased cardiovascular risk based on certain risk factors. So for example, if you have conditions such as diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, Mm -hmm. or family history of ischemic heart disease, that already puts you at increased risk. And you should really have a heightened sense of awareness when symptoms like this come along. Right. So the few symptoms that you mentioned earlier, right, do they come in combination or like by itself? It might be a bit hard to say. I mean, for some patients, the chest discomfort comes along with shortness of breath and nausea, but maybe the nausea or the breathlessness bit is predominant rather than a chest pain. Mm-hmm. For some patients, uh, the chest pain may not be the main symptom. It may just be fatigue and they express it like they just can't do as much as they can anymore. And it can be really vague. You need to really see a doctor to help with the risk assessment and evaluation before being reassured that this is not heart disease. Right, but okay, some symptoms are kind of hard to tell. I mean, breathlessness, okay, you probably panic, right? But like if mm-hmm. you have indigestion or neck ache, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that it's heart disease. Mm-hmm. So how would I know, say, if I have indigestion that I should go and get checked for heart disease? <laughs> I'm getting you worried right now, which is the whole <laughs> idea. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I would say actually a healthy and active lifestyle helps Mm -hmm. you to keep this in check Mm -hmm. best. So if you say you have some symptoms of indigestion, but you tell me that you can have a slow jog around the neighbourhood park for 15 minutes without problems, you have no issue climbing stairs, you're doing your chores just as before, and this feeling of indigestion does not seem related to effort or exertion, then I'm more than 90% sure that this is not a manifestation of heart disease. And that's why we really need to empower our women to take charge of their health, to have a healthy lifestyle, to be active, to exercise, not mm-hmm. just work around the home, but get out of the house right. and eat healthy, do a yearly cardiovascular screen with right. your primary healthcare physician. Um, right, right. So it's also how you feel as well, whether you feel you're fit or not. Yes. 
So now, if you like what we're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Health Check on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or even on Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with cardiologist Lo Ting Ting. So Dr. Lo, earlier we were talking about heart disease, right? Being the number one killer of women. So I think many women or many even men mistakenly think that heart disease is something that can happen to them only when they're in their 80s or 90s. Is this right to some extent maybe? <sighs> no, please don't think that way. Heart disease does not only strike at old age. That's definitely a myth. In fact, we're having a conversation among my cardiology colleagues and we're just mentioning mm-hmm. that we're seeing people younger and younger mm-hmm. getting admitted. So young patients are also suffer of, of heart disease and mm-hmm. this is not restricted to only women but also to men. But for women, the mm-hmm. cardiovascular risk does increase steeply post-menopause. So we're talking about around perimenopausal age group 45 and 50 and above. But we also see pre-menopausal women with heart attacks, for example. In fact, it can even happen during pregnancy in a young woman of a reproductive age. And the pregnancy state itself is like a mother's nature's hemodynamic stress test and they mm-hmm. uncover heart disease for the first time in a young woman who feels otherwise well. So the spectrum of heart disease that affect young women, middle-aged women, older women, they're all different. But it's a long conversation to cover everything that can possibly affect the heart. Beyond the scope of one podcast, you need to give me 10 interviews <laughs> to cover okay. it all. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that uh, people are getting it at a younger age. Like how, how young? I mean, like at what age should we be watching out for this? I would say, actually, anybody should be watching out for, mm-hmm. for symptoms of heart disease because... Mm-hmm. of the time, the Mm -hmm. early onset of cardiovascular disease is actually preventable. Mm -hmm. So unlike breast cancer or cervical cancer, the campaign is mainly for early screening. You are trying to detect the cancer at early stage. But you know what? For cardiovascular disease, you're trying to even prevent it from happening. And you can do that with good lifestyle measures, screening methods, and just being very aware of heart-healthy diet, lifestyle, managing of stress. And uh, that's exactly what we want our women to do for themselves and not just being busy taking care of everybody else except for themselves. <laughs> but people are getting it younger, right? So you're not eating healthier or that's some of the reasons. The younger women who get heart disease, I wouldn't say it is mostly due to lifestyle choices. Some of them have got congenital condition that predisposes them to having a heart disease manifesting at a younger age or there may be other genetic component or connective tissue disease, autoimmune disorder. So lifestyle factors maybe don't play that much of a big role for young Mm -hmm. women. But generally, we say that a heart-healthy lifestyle needs to start as soon as possible, even in childhood, to not be indulgent in diet and to exercise at least 150 minutes a week to be protecting the heart. And this goes a long way to preventing cardiovascular disease later on in life. Right, okay. So the difference in women, men, and women tend to live longer than men, right? Mm-hmm. So if something happened, does it mean they can survive better? Does it mean we are luckier? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, women generally have a longer life expectancy. So mm-hmm. maybe that adds on to the misconception that women are not really affected by heart attacks or heart disease. But you have to look at it the other way around. Even though we do tend to live longer, we actually carry the burden of heart disease longer in our lives. So if you can prevent a heart attack at early onset or have a heart-healthy lifestyle and have good disability-free years in a later part of your life, you actually have a good quality of life in your aging years. So while women generally live longer, 
I will not say that they are less morbidity compared to men. In fact, we do see an entity of heart failure which affects women twice more commonly than men, uh-huh. and they tend to have a lot more comorbidities around it, more mm-hmm. hypertension, more arrhythmia disorders, recurrent hospitalization, and that's really not how you want to live your later years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how should we protect ourselves then against heart disease? There's a lot we can do other than seeking information and listening to education. (laughs) Podcasts like that, generally, we really should advocate for women to have a lifestyle that is heart healthy. The best part about educating women is when a woman takes good care of her lifestyle, Mm -hmm. she brings this to the rest of the family. If a Mm -hmm. woman knows how to eat healthy and cook healthy meals, everybody in the family benefits. The husband, the parents, the in-laws, the children. If the woman takes time off to exercise, everybody recognizes that, hey, mommy is exercising, we should do the same. Or, you know, my wife is taking time to exercise, we should do the same. And the other thing is really to actively screen for cardiovascular risk factors like Mm -hmm. high blood pressure, diabetes and cholesterol, which do not manifest with symptoms at the early stage, but yet should be treated and addressed as soon as possible to prevent heart disease from setting in. Right. So um, maybe lastly, I like, just wanted to find out, like, among the cases, the patients that you see, right? what are the mistakes that they make, the key mistakes? I wouldn't really say there are mistakes, actually, but there is a lot of social or, what I say, it's just in the culture that mm-hmm. women tend to put the needs of others above themselves. If they are sick or they have a little bit of chest discomfort, they do tend to dismiss it, to take care of everybody else, make sure everybody else has a doctor's appointment. But to come to the hospital or to seek consult on their own doesn't seem to be their priority. <laughs> and it's an Asian culture that we see ourselves as the obligate carrier for everybody else in the family. Mm-hmm. So I would really strongly advocate for women to practice self-care. And other than the medical bits that we take care of, it is also important to take care of emotional health. Take time off to exercise, to de-stress, mm-hmm. eat healthily. Always see a doctor when in doubt. So, right, and go for screening, I guess, yes. for hypertension, yes. blood pressure, right? Well, that's a wrap for Health Check. Thank you, Dr. Lo. You're welcome. We hope you like this latest Healthy Living Tips. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.